Hi, and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Belinda Jennings, I am so excited to have you on She's the Boss Chats. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an absolute honour to be here. Well, you are just one amazing woman. And in fact, when I first met you, thanks to Wendy Hargreaves, thank you for that intro. Thanks, Wendy. Um, Yeah, and she said to me, you know, you need to speak to Belinda. She's working with a whole lot of mums. And I thought, oh, how cute. I'll go and have a little look on Facebook. And you had 359 followers or 59,000 followers, I should say. And I just went, oh, my giddy aunt. So tell everyone what it is that you do. Tell us about you and your business. Yeah, so um, 10 years in now, uh, we've developed this incredible network of women from yeah, all walks of life all around Australia. It's called Mum Central uh, and we're all online um, trying to do our best at being mum, wife, partner, uh, so what is, it, what is Mum Central? Is it a website? As I, Obviously, there's a community, but but how do you bring everyone together? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. So we've got to look quite a few different ways. Essentially, we have our website, which publishes content daily, mm-hmm. um, really authentic content for women, uh, not necessarily just mum related. Uh, and we also oh, have... Oh, cool. A- okay. Yeah. Because we don't want to lose ourselves in the mum. We want to be a woman as well. <laughs> Very true. Um, and we also have a pretty uh, highly engaged social media network predominantly yeah. facebook um right. nearly seven hundred thousand mums now oh my god <laughs> so i completely underestimate would that be another fifty thousand since the beginning of the year would that be right maybe it was six well yeah we we grow we grow pretty quickly picking up um, yeah many thousands each week so um yeah we we reach millions of mums every week on our facebook page and we're just all about being that voice of reason for them giving them a reason to laugh you know, talking about the important things, but also um, having a bit of a laugh at our kids at the same time. So it's a really good combination. Well, that's why it works, because you've got to have a sense of humour, really, to get through. Yeah, totally. Look, we're all in it and um, we're all in at different different stages and dealing with different things. But, you know, at the end of the day, we all, you know, do go through similar things and it's nice to be not alone. That, and it's so important. And it's just been one of the most wonderful things that's come out of social media is that support for mums, I think. I really feel yeah. like that's really where it all took off. But talk yeah. to me about why you set it up in the first place. Well, funny you say that because that's what really started it. I mean, I was, you know, first time mum 11 years ago. And back then, you know, we didn't really have, Facebook wasn't a thing. We didn't no. have um, the outlets that we had. You know, I, would, you know, I got married. We used forums to plan our wedding. Um, um, and I then went into this forum for new mums and, and my child had these real challenges. You know, he had colic, which was like hell. For the yeah, yeah, I've only week. heard hellish stories about colic It is, babies. it's not nice. And, and I'm a, like, I, I'm a real achiever. If I set my mind to something, I just nail it. And suddenly I didn't have control over this situation. You know, my son had colic, feeding was just like torture. Hell. It just took so yeah. long. I was sleep deprived. Um, I was getting um, blocked milk darts, breastfeeding was hard, um, and I just didn't feel like I was in control. Hello, I'm a control freak. (laughs) But um, also I I think that that's common for women, particularly if you've had a career 
and you have a baby. Like my first baby was at 35. I just remember the shock of, hang on, I had to have degrees in order to be able to go and work and I had to get qualifications for this. Where's where, where's somebody going to tell me what I should be doing with this baby in case I kill it? Exactly. I mean, I just remember being so shocked. I'd gone from supporting a general manager who had 1,200 staff under her to suddenly <laughs> this little baby that was controlling me and calling uh, no, it's and mad. I just didn't know what I was. I was out of my depth. And look, depth. I really went into a really dark spot for the first six weeks, um, probably into the throes of postnatal depression, not realising it. Um, but I will never forget how powerful this, um, oh, I've got goosebumps, um, <laughs> how powerful this forum was to me and total strangers who had never met before would say, Hey, you know what? It's okay. My boy does that. I tried this. And those pieces of advice are what pulled me through because my friends weren't going through it. They couldn't relate to the challenges. My mum, bless her, was giving me um, her advice, but things had changed a lot since you know, yeah. 35 years since she had me. So um, yeah, the forums were really valuable. So I, um, I never forget how powerful that was. I started um, actually as a pre-love baby classifieds back in 2010. So um, I was selling gear on eBay and um, being the main breadwinner, suddenly I was on maternity leave and suddenly our income got halved. So I would sell his gear, buy secondhand other things or new things, whatever I needed. And it was just getting quite expensive. And I thought, you know what, why can't we just start selling amongst each other? Yeah. Um, So I um, started a pre-loved um, page. I actually started an album on my profile, promoted to my friends, got bored because <laughs> no one was really having babies. And so I wanted to reach more people, but I started a page called Adelaide Baby Bargains and then started promoting it to other mums. I didn't know what I was doing because Facebook to me was so new then, but um, I said, come on, let's all sell amongst each other and save money. And it exploded. Um, I didn't realize I tapped into what I tapped into, but there was a real need. Um, and so we grew couple of thousand in the first month which was big for um facebook back then still is for, for a lot of people i know you deal <laughs> for with anyone, numbers these days but for the rest of us two thousands a lot <laughs> i know um and so yeah then i went oh my gosh this is growing fast i was just going back to to full-time work for maternity leave at this point and didn't i thought it was just a bit of a hobby really didn't realize i, I was starting what i was starting it but i um ended up developing a website so i had some control over what i was creating and had categories and so forth and then went to i wrote a press release you'd be proud of that i am proud of that <laughs> and went to today tonight and said come on i've just started this new website it's saving mums lots of money please help me amplify this message and they gobbled it up and we got, I don't know, six minutes on national airtime. Yeah, current. if you can get it, a current affair. If So you're, there's so many people scared about going to a current affair about what they'll do. But the reality is they will practically do an ad for you for five minutes if they love it and if it's very positive. Yes, that's right. Amazing. And they just thought, oh, my goodness. And so, um, yeah, so from there, my website crashed when it went to air. And I'm like, oh, gosh, at the time, I'm like, oh, my <laughs> no. goodness. But you're looking back, I'm like, you know, it's a good sign. That's how much traffic and demand. And, you know, grandmothers were telling their daughters about it. And it was just really starting to create this buzz. Um, but over the years, as we grew, the community grew really well. Um, and, um, yeah, I guess I just started baby bargains to save mums money. But as we grew, there was a lot of advice from other mums wanting to know what do other mums say? And I know how powerful that was for me. So we published and created Mum Central. I was going to say though, was there a a, a light bulb moment? Was there something where you went, hang on, this isn't a a secondhand baby thing anymore. It's become more than that. And I'm going to grow it that way. Did you have something happen that you just went, that's it. I'm going to 
you know, I'm going to change yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So when I was on maternity leave with my second child, we had the Adelaide Baby Bargains website and I decided I was going to go national. So the developers were making it so they could search by state and really broadening out the site. And I actually applied, not expecting that I would get in, but I got accepted into a tech accelerator program called the ANZ Innovise Star Okay. Yeah. So um, I just thought I was a mum with a secondhand baby classified site, right? Yeah. Blinkers on. Um, and they obviously saw the big potential. But well, as- they would have taken one look at it and gone, oh, she's going, 2,000 people started in the first week. She's yeah. on to something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, because I wasn't monetizing the site, like, in the form of um, the mums. For the mums, it's free. That's why yeah. I started it. I'm not going to change that. And a lot of people said to me, you need to start changing. You need to start charging the mums. And I'm like, no, this is why I started. If if we need to monetize the site, which we did need to, because it was actually cost, costing me quite a bit by then, um, we'll charge the advertisers and they can pay for the privilege of connecting with our audience. Um, so, yeah, I went into this Tech Accelerator program and over 12 weeks, um, world-class mentors helped me to tear it apart, look at the opportunity. Um, I then went national while I was in that program. And then, um, yeah, I developed Mum Central shortly after. So it was through that whole, what's your bigger picture? Where do you really want to take this? And looking at what the whole landscape looks like in the digital space online took me out. Yeah, really exciting. You know, there's very, very few mums. I have worked with so many mum-based businesses very, very few would ever think to do something like that. And I bet they had never had, I, I'm guessing, I don't know, but I bet you know, um, had they ever had mum sort of base businesses come through at that stage? No, no. Uh, they would, it would have been a whole new world to them, I bet. Oh, I was in amongst like all coding apps yeah. <laughs> and new digital. Yeah, I was all like. All the boy stuff. <laughs> And I, all the way through this program, thought that I was just going to be like the mum with the baby classified site. Like I felt like this, the, I don't know. This, um, oh, do you ever have alumni parties? Do you ever go back and see that half of them and their businesses went nowhere while yours just exploded? Well, yeah, exactly. We're, we're doing really well. And um, yeah, look, at the end of the day, at the end of the 12 weeks, I had to stand on stage and pitch for investment to get my first seed round of funding because that's where Amazing. I wanted to take my business. Yeah. Um, and I got inundated with interest I actually had to handpick well I didn't have to I handpicked the investor I wanted to go with so yeah absolutely it was what an incredible story all right so firstly um amazing where you are now but I want to know how you got here you've told us a little bit of it but can we wind right back to let's say high school and Uh go Belinda probably in those days didn't say when I grow up I want to have a massive mum community so (laughs) What, how did your career develop to take you there? You mentioned something about working with um, with someone, but can you talk to people? Because I think it's really important for women to see how businesses and careers can change and develop over the years. Absolutely. Um, and look, to be honest, while I was going through school, like I, I did find the subject, I did a lot of admin, um, you know, I did business maths and English and information processing. I mean, because computers were so young then. Um, and, uh, you know, typing and shorthand. I got a 20 out of 20 shorthand. shorthand. Yeah. Oh, you're I good. I'll be a court stenographer. Yeah, that went nowhere. Uh, but I got a t- Thank God. 
Um, but I did all of these skills that are the things that I enjoyed. So when I left school, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I felt like I was missing something and I felt like I was actually disadvantaging myself by not knowing. Everyone's like, I'm going to uni and I'm doing this. I had had enough of study. I didn't want to do uni. I just wanted to go and work and earn some money and just start building my skills. Yeah. Um, sort of went into the, into reception roles and then into admin and accounts um, and it wasn't really until 97 um, that my parents, uh, they had retired, but my mum and dad built a houseboat for something to do to keep them busy um, up on the Murray River called Unforgettable. Amazing. And I went... Is that common, by the way? Do people build boats? I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, well, my dad's a mechanical engineer. So, okay. yeah, so he was always going to look to be building something. Yeah, so he looked, he was like, oh, yeah, he's an industry, but... Um, essentially, I think there's so much opportunity. So they built this really state-of-the-art houseboat and it took off and I would help them on the weekends and so forth. Anyway, in the end, they said, come work with us. You know, we need And this is just one houseboat that you're renting out at that stage or did they do more? Two Two boats by then, yeah. Um, And so I was pretty bored with my job. I was um, working for a labour hire company in the admin role and was feeling really like my wings were clipped and said, oh, I just need to try something new. So I said, yep, all right, I feel like a sea change. I'm coming up the river. And so I went up there and helped them to continue to build the business. Um, and we just changed the world in houseboating and, and built, ended up with a fleet of 10 luxury houseboats, three storeys, six bedrooms. Are you bars. serious? I didn't even, I, I must go and stay in a houseboat. Is, there, is it still up there, the business? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, I'm going to go um, up and I'm going to look have- at some stage. Yeah, no, they're incredible. They were five-star luxury. And, um, you know, they'd have 10-person jacuzzis and cocktail bars and granite bench tops and all sorts. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I sort of went up there to start learning how to run the office for them and take all the admin off my mum. But um, right then the internet was just developing and you know, being a city girl, moving to the country, what am I going to do with all my spare time? I'm going to go check out this internet. Like, what's it all about? So I'd spend my evenings on the internet having a look around and I just loved the online space. Then, um, yeah, I taught myself marketing, <laughs> taught myself sales and I would just start selling and marketing these boats with my Amazing. Did you build a website as well or not I at this did, stage? yeah. So as part of that, I got someone to build the website for us first um, and then back before WordPress was even a thing. Um, we <laughs> you say it was shocking your voice. I'm showing my age. I'm not shocked at all. WordPress has hardly been around for that long. I know. Yeah, no. Well, I had to learn Microsoft front page and then I taught myself Adobe Photoshop and I wow. used the site he developed and then continued to develop it. We put a webcam on the on the riverfront. We put 360 degree virtual tours on the boat so people could feel like they're walking through the boats. I mean, this was cutting edge. Technology. Yeah, I would say that was absolutely cutting edge. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we just really hit the awards um, arena and just started entering these tourism awards. And, um, you know, in the end, we'd won 16 state and national tourism awards. And I um, pretty much was tasked to try and pull the submissions together. So that's kind of where my my writing skills all came from. Okay. Um, And obviously marketing, um, we dealt with a lot of media, plus obviously marketing to get customers on the boat. So I kind of cut my teeth in everything I needed for my business, working with my mum and dad 
um, right. and watching them grow a business and be really entrepreneurial and innovative. So, um, yeah. But, but you weren't tempted to take it over when they left or was that just not really no, on the table? That wasn't I was, an option. No, I was 31 then and um, I wanted to go overseas. I'd given them eight good years in the country. Fair enough, fair 24 enough. 24-7, you know. Yep. So I yeah, was yeah, like, the 24-7 makes go. it exhausting. Yeah, yeah. So what did you do? Did you go travel? Job. So then I said, all right, let, so they bought, they had a buyer, they sold the business. I went to overseas for a couple of years. Where'd you go? Three. Uh, I went to the US and then around Europe and then lived in London for almost two years. And what were you doing there? More marketing? Um, I was doing, actually working in legal for a legal company, uh, oh. in the legal Office department. Office manager kind of thing. Manager. Yeah, right. Yeah. Great. I mean, I love the, the travelling overseas for a few years really just changes everything, doesn't it, in terms of your perspective? You start yeah. thinking, I can do anything, really. Oh, <laughs> it was insane. And, um, yeah, really, you know, I left, I left Australia. I had a return ticket. I knew nobody there. I needed to find a house. I needed to find a job. I needed to find some friends. I did a Kentucky to, <laughs> to get me around <laughs> and I'll find friends on the tour. And, um, you know, as it turned out, everyone was sort of heading off, but it got me on my feet and it got me going. And worst case scenario, you know, uh, I'd jump on the plane and come home if I didn't yeah. like it. But, you know, I, it wasn't easy. There were some crazy times. So, so did you work in the US as well or was that just holiday? No, my sister lives in the US, so I went over there right. to spend um, with Christmas her. with her on the way, like cut my teeth travelling alone. and Yep, and then, and then did you get fed up with skin on your tea and blowing black snot out your nose every night in London going, I think it's time to go back to Australia? Well, no, my visa was expiring. And, um, <laughs> yeah, my visa was expiring and my employer wanted think to of sponsor that. me. Yeah, right. they wanted to sponsor me, but because I didn't have a qualification, I had to prove no one in the UK or EU could do my job. Right. And I went, you know what? Like they said, we'll get the legal, the um, immigration lawyer. We'll sort it out for you. And I'm like, now. you know what? That just sounds too hard. Look, you know what? I've had an amazing time, but maybe it's time to come home. Um, so, yeah, I came home and um, shortly after... Um, met my husband and then short, well, eight, eight months later we got engaged and then honeymoon. Oh, wow, all very fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then had a honeymoon baby because uh, I was, you know, 34 <laughs> by then and I'm like, I want to have babies, let's go. I think travelling I got it all out of my system. Yes. You know, I didn't feel like I was needing anything more and I'm like, right, head down. Got, I bought a house as soon as I got back and um, had a baby and then next thing you know, um, yeah, I started this baby classifieds out of need not out of you know planning amazing yeah amazing okay so can you tell me about some pivotal moments in your journey your entrepreneur journey because you've talked about stuff ups um, and things that have happened to you um, but that that afterwards which I think is so true you always at the time you go oh my god my world is ending this is a disaster And then you look back on it later and you go, wow, that is the reason why I pivoted in this way or I did that. So have you had some moments like that in building Mum Central that you can share? Yeah, yeah. Well, when I first um, got the investor funding, I thought, right, I really need to play it proper now. I've got got other people's money and they're Shareholders and boards. Yeah, shareholder responsibility. Um, And so I set up offices. Um, I've got some shared offices uh, in Adelaide and started to build my team and I was really scared about hiring my first person. I had some volunteers that were working with me on the baby classifieds on the social side. So I started paying them, you know, good things come to those who wait. That's right. Um, And so I started paying them and then, yeah, I hired a salesperson and um, she um, 
yeah, we just found it really hard because the baby space is so busy and yeah. and noisy. And in those days, I don't know, I don't know actually what it is like now, but certainly I was very much in the parenting sort of PR space. So doing all the baby shows and doing all that kind of thing in those days. And it was super crowded. Yeah. And we were just finding it really hard to get cut through. And, you know, we had (laughs) 47,000 mums back then. um, And we thought we were... Oh, is that all? (laughs) We were a big deal, about 47,000 mums. Yeah, you were. Um, Well, yeah, but not to advertisers predominantly. But what I found was... Um, a lot of brands would say, we want to connect with the audience, but we don't want to do it on a classifieds website or on a baby bargains brand. And so what I found was my brand, I'd outgrown my brand and it was limiting me. Right. Which is why at the same time we're like, okay, you know, we want to develop this platform because the blog was not really that beautiful. We want to develop a platform to publish content. What are we going to call it? So I just went broad as and went, what is something that's as broad as that I can't get pigeonholed for? Yes. Um, because it was impacting the, our attempt, you know, yeah. to earn money. Uh, and that's where Mum Central came from. So we could put anything in there under. Yeah, under under the Mum Central banner. Yeah. So, and, and so was that, so that was a major turning point. Have, they, have there been any others? Have there been sort of financial situations that have kind of made you go, oh, my God, or staff members leaving where you've gone, shit, what are we going to do now? Like, or is it yeah, all just... Yeah, I mean, look, you know, um, anyone that employs staff will know that staff can be a challenge. Um, look after your great ones, but like they say, hire slowly, fire quickly. And I think right. I've been a little bit too um, generous or... Uh, it's hard. It's hard for you to know that time. someone's relying on that money. Yeah. yeah. Scared, sometimes intimidated, even sometimes with some of my past staff just around cutting it and calling it or managing the behavior um, because it's, you know, it speaks volumes to the rest of your team. We've got an amazing team culture and I love it. How big is your team? Uh, We've got six on our team at the moment. So yeah, plus I outsource to a lot of contractors for different roles. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And that's been, that was a a real godsend to me through the growing process as well, um, just to outsource and not have to have, people i used um upwork which was obviously elance and odesk back oh, in the now day. one of the she's the boss members will change your life you must go and have a look at suits and sneakers because okay. she's taking on upwork she's got all the marketing amazing marketing people that are out there who have been let go because they're too old or because they're a woman but they've won awards and they're amazing wow. anything in the creative or marketing space Yep. She's got them, everything from videographers and sponsorship managers right the way through. And, of course, with the pandemic, there's a lot of really amazing people out there looking for a change as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so that's allowed me to get the smarts into the business without the cost. The yeah, great. Cost of hiring. Um, so that's definitely something that's really helped me. But, look, the Innovise program was key in putting me into a, um, like, really putting me out, putting my business out there, growing me as an entrepreneur. Different headspace by the sound of it, yeah. People to go to. And um, also turned it from sort of a hobby necessities into, oh, my God, this is a business and I can actually scale this. I love that word, yeah. scale. <laughs> well, they said to me, one of the guys said to me in the early days, like, you know, you'll go into this and you'll come out a million-dollar business. And I'm like, I want to be a million-dollar business. Like, yes, it really set the fire alight inside of me. Yeah, right. Because you sort of. You know, I didn't really know where I was going with it. I knew I was onto something but didn't know how to from here. Um, so it's amazing how the right people just come into your life at the right time. I really believe that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And reading for the opportunities and knowing well, who the people are to have in your court. 
Fantastic. Now talk to me, and look, I don't even know whether I should ask you this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway, which is because this is a show about women in business and we hear lots and lots of stories about women who undercut other women and are horrible, which I actually don't really find in small business land. I think that's a corporate thing. But one of the things I like to ask is, are there any women that stand out that have helped you along the way that you want to do a shout out or tell us how they've helped you? Yeah, well, um, so... I guess one woman quite early in the piece was Dr. Jana Matthews, who was okay. with she She's from Boulder, Colorado, and she came across to lead the ANZ Innovise program. Oh, so it was a woman who led it all. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That would, at last you would have found someone who would relate it because if there'd been a bloke, they might not have understood in the same way that I bet she did. Yeah, she was amazing. She felt like a real motherly figure for me. Um in that she would sit down and say, well, Belinda, you do know. <laughs> I have those hard conversations, but in such a beautiful way, because I know that men can be a little bit too direct sometimes because, you know, yeah. tearing your business apart and having it all questioned and then... It's very emotional. It can be really emotional. Um, and I was like, there were times where I was way out of my depth, totally yeah. overwhelmed and so forth. Um, she was amazing. And she's just a, this, one of the most intelligent women that I know um, and just so well connected. And she's just got a heart of gold. So she's definitely oh, that's lovely. one of the most amazing women in my um, journey. Um, and then I also have this other bunch of women that I met through, um, well, I, I met this one woman, Kelly Jamison from Edible Blooms. Um, oh, yes, I used to, uh, no, I remember Edible Blooms. They used to sponsor networking events and things, oh, I remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So she's had a remarkable journey, but she's just like the epitome of the female entrepreneur. She's just got, oh, she's just always positive and she's just kicking big goals and she dreams big and just really has um, amazing quality in what she does. So really inspires me. But through this, we went into a like a mastermind group and I've created this group of 10 women, not created, I've been in this group of 10 women who are like my go-to. Right. And we just bounce, each, bounce things off each other. There's no taboo subject when the shit hits the fan, pardon my language. Like <laughs> you go, you can go into that safe space, bear it all, and you've just got this really supportive but obje- objective feedback. And I, I think love that. that. We all need those women. Yes, in our we circle. do. Because you know what? And so, are they are they all female founders who are in different areas of expertise, so that you can all go? There's a lawyer. There's an accountant. There's a whatever. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Clever. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, I actually subscribed to this. Um, I got I got a scholarship into an entrepreneurs group. It's an, like a business mastermind for women. It was yeah. the entrepreneurs group. It's called Behind Closed Doors. Um, and oh, I've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. So I won a twelve month scholarship. Um, for that so I went into the group and then you know what's six years later five years later we're all just tight as catch up regularly and we just continue that support on and watching each other's journey and and our pivots and I learn watching their pivots and their challenges and okay don't do that or oh my gosh I want to be like that so it's amazing how they can inspire and and teach us. I love that I I, yeah I think that that's um it's funny, isn't it? Because guys do have, I mean, advisory boards comes from male-centric businesses, but the yeah. idea of having an accountability group, advisory group, whatever, is so important, I think, for women as well. Yeah. And it actually brings everyone up rather than it it's does. not one and person. It's like everybody grows from it. Yeah. I love my husband to bits. He doesn't work yes. in business. He right. doesn't get it. So when something really bothers me and I'll say, you know, I'll tell him, he'll brush it off sometimes because he doesn't get what that actually means. Whereas when they're in the trenches. The girls always do. 
that's <laughs> a different story. You get the support and ideas that you need. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, can you have you got any tips that you want to share with um, any women that are female founders? So, this is very much going towards women who are probably already in business, but if not, would be starting. Have you got any tips that you've learned along the way that you would like to share? Yeah. Putting on the spot a bit. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I think one of the key things that's been really pivotal to my success is my team. Um, and look, to be honest, I'd never hired, I mean, you know, in when we had Unforgettable House Votes, we hired staff. A lot but that of wasn't your staff, responsibility, your parents. Staff, but that was it. Suddenly yeah. when you're thrust with this business that's blooming and growing and I needed I needed salespeople and I needed um, admin and, and accounts and, and, and writers and all that kind of jazz, like... I guess the thing that stuck out to me is and I look at my current team and where they've come from, like um, you just hang on to your good people. You treat them like kings and queens. Um, At the end of the day, you are only as good as the people that are in your team. And I have the most incredible team and they've been with me for quite some time. We might, we like to make work fun, but as boss, I've learned a lot about myself. But the one thing that I do try to be mindful of is just to be, the understanding boss because life happens and when when you can give your staff the flexibility that they need to get through the challenges of life it means the world but at the same time I love to buy them surprises and to reward them. So actually I'm really interested in this so talk to me about that fine line between I'm one of you and we're all a team together and I'm the boss and sort of the role model thing. How does how do you manage that little thing? Because that's Ooh, always that's been something. Question. Well, it's just for me, you know, I yeah. always think whenever I'm in a group, I want to be the naughty one. I It's just something that I naturally gravitate <laughs> towards. I like to be the naughty one too, don't you? So, yeah, so, and I, I sense you do. So how <laughs> do you juggle that with trying to also be, you know, seen as a role model and a leader? How yeah. do you... You can't diss yourself and go, yeah, I hate management too. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, I just, I be vulnerable, right? right? At the end of the day, we're all human. We're all women. I, I share my highs and lows with them to a degree yeah. as a mother um, or as a wife. Um, but, um, you know, we're all working online. We are a remote workforce. Right, we use yeah. Slack, which is a saviour. We yes. use Zoom, which is another saviour. Um, but, you know, um, I guess I like to make sure there's, plenty of banter to keep the camaraderie going in a workspace. Um, But when it comes to the crunch, I guess um, I like to involve them in the decision-making as well. Oh, that's a good, that's good Uh, advice. Yeah. And owning it. And you can go out and have, you can go out and celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, you know, like I'm, I'm just like them. And when, you know, when you drop the ball, it happens. Just get on with it. and Yeah, shit happens to everyone. Absolutely. But, yes, right. like, for example, um, just quickly. like Yeah, yeah, no, there's you know, we've, we've got plenty of time. Um, obviously, you know, Melbourne's in lockdown. When we first went into lockdown, you know, I'm in Adelaide, so things weren't quite so severe. And no, so, nowhere near as severe from what I can get. No, <laughs> no. And so for me, you know, I've got, I had staff interstate who were saying that the shelves are bare. What do I do? You know, I can't even get toilet paper tissues or, you know, whiting or whatever it was. It was ridiculous. Go out to the shop and go and buy everything they need and then courier boxes up, gift, 
gift boxes up to them. Oh, um, you're I, lovely. I built this collection of stuff and it turned into a running joke of Bell's Bazaar. What's in Bell's Bazaar today? So I'd say, you know, they say, oh man, I really need some hand wash. I'm like, I'll get you some. Oh, let me just go over to Bell's Bazaar. But you know, that's, and, and now we're in round two of lockdown. Same thing again. So I just sent them all up a, a box of the milk. I've got three Melbourne staff, sent them all a box of goodies um oh aren't you lovely well see I that's how a, that's when staff go wow i'm really valued i'm not going anywhere the random stuff yeah. yeah uh or they'll get a bottle of champagne delivered to their door randomly doesn't happen all the time but when i feel the moment like it's been a big <laughs> month or we've just had craziness or when they just really step up it's just about the little tokens and you know yeah. or can i finish early because i've got to go to this yeah sure do whatever you want you know they won't let the ball drop and empower them with the trust and yeah, I that's think really that's, good advice. That's just evolved over time. I wasn't like that when I started, but that's kind of where we are now because we just have. What, what about team building stuff? So one of the things we've been, I've been dealing with quite a few women that are doing subscription boxes, and actually through she's the boss, we've started doing prosecco tasting where we get six bottles of prosecco delivered, and that. then we go through one a week. Are, mm. you, are you? And I've been taught there's other women doing cocktail kits and chocolate kits and all that kind of thing. What do you do when you've got remote staff to sort of, you know, build the team a little bit? Obviously, you are doing all those beautiful boxes, but well, do, you, do you do other sort of more formal te- team building stuff? Yeah. So um, we had a brand strategy trip last year, which was amazing. I got them all together in um, um, uh, Avalon in New South Wales. We hired oh, wow. Airbnb, flew them all in from all around the country, and we did three days, I think it was, of bit of social, bit of brainstorming bit of planning but one of the fun things we did was I took them to an escape room and we did the escape room together what's an escape room thing Uh, so it's actually really good fun so you are tasked with a starting point in a setup room and it's got a clue and you have to work together as a team to solve the clue and find the next clue and it leads you to so it was, you know, you're, you're stuck in your hotel room in, in Paris. The plane's leaving in three hours. You've lost your passports. Here's your first clue. And it's actually, you know, you'll see. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. So you've got to go through probably about 11 or 12 clues to, to actually find the passports. And you've got to do it within a set time frame. But if for me, that was like, we all work online together. But what are we like in person? Because you know. Yeah. You know, there's always those that are the leader, then there's those that stand back. And it was, yeah, really, really great fun. But another thing we did recently was personality colour test. I don't know if you've ever done Tell that. me all. I love all these things. Yeah. So the personality colour test, um, because everybody has a different personality colour. So um, reds are really what dominant is person- leaders. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. You were explaining. Yeah. So- reds are very dominant leaders. I'm a red. Right. So they like to win. They like to just take, not take charge, but, you know, be driven and and so forth. Then you've got the blues. The blues are really um, emotive, nurturing. um, uh, Yeah, emotions kind of form a lot of where they're at. Then you've got the yellows. The yellows just want to have fun. They're always going to be there, the life of the party. So, and then you've got the whites who are the peacekeepers. So they like just to be every, you know, everything. Oh, yeah. So there's obviously lots of different um, variations that come out of that. But long story short, once you understand the colour of each person's personality, you know how you'd be able to mix them them to get what, to speak in their language, a bit like languages, but this is about personalities in general. And it's like disc as well, it sounds a bit, but it's very similar. Heaps more fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I got everybody in our weekly whip. I said, okay, I want you all to do the personality test and come back to me 
well, come back to me with your results and then we'll all try and guess what colours you came up with. And, yeah, one was like, I can't believe I'm a yellow. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're a yellow. You're always the one cracking the jokes and you're always the one bringing the fun. And, um, you know, a lot of my team are blues, which doesn't surprise when we're writing for women. And Yes, okay. Um, and, yeah, my campaign manager, she's a red, which doesn't surprise me either because she's like, get it in, get it done, don't miss the time frame. Because it doesn't matter how dominant you are, you do need someone to kick your ass occasionally and just kind of hold you to come <laughs> oh, with your deadlines. absolutely. And, and you know what? The thing I love the most is my team can put me in my place when I need to. Yeah, great. And I love that and I give them the place to do that. And especially yeah. my sales manager, God bless you, Elaine. Um, she's been with me for three and a half years now and she's kind of like the business partner I never had, right? I just yeah, right. off us and we plan together and but she will tell me Belinda you're out of line cut it out <laughs> whoa okay because sometimes you don't realize when you're no and you and you both give your throes of it and it's important to give the staff the ability to say that and not like oh my god I can't say it because I'm going to be fired you know yeah that's and so right. you sound like a fantastic boss actually <laughs> oh well thank you <laughs> might be I the picture you're best, painting you know? now I need to go and speak to your staff no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> could be fun no, no. Okay, now talk to me about when you are as driven as you are and you love what it is that you do and it's a big, big business as well. How do you juggle work and life? Like are you giving yourself set hours to spend with the family or does it all merge into each other because it's your business and your business is your life? Well, um, not really. Well, through the, through the week, I try to be online to do, to be there when my team are online. Yeah. Um, uh, but I do love the flexibility of being able to run errands or do things in the daytime if I need to be. I yeah. love that. I can just try. I mean, why do we work for ourselves if we can't do that? I get That's that. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I just love that. I can just trust my team to do what they need to do. With that comes the cloud and the mobile age with apps, you know, Slack is one of my all time favorite tools in business. So if you haven't ever used Slack before, it's a chat, I guess essentially it's a chat program. But it's a private one. So you can talk with each other within your group. Public group channels or private one-to-ones or group conversations. So I use that to communicate with my team. We can share links and photos and just chat. And obviously, there's a mobile. Because there's a desktop version as well. So if you are sending them photos, they can download it onto their. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we use it to send files. We use it to um, send like have conversations, Um, and then um, so that's our go-to communication. But on my phone, when I'm on the run, like they can chat, 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 and I can just respond on my phone like I'm sitting at my desk. Yeah, um, great. You know, in this day and age, well, this is almost like an internet connection. <clears throat> we're set. Well, but I guess for me, it's about. Sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. I was just going to go. I am uh, going to ask you about apps in a minute. So hold off. Okay. Telling me all your favourites because that's going to be a question in a tick. Because I'm obsessed with my phone as well, and I do all my business on my phone. Yeah. But first, I wanted to ask you: Is there? And I ask this of everyone, and you don't have to have one. But is there a quirky fact? about you that most people don't know that you'd be prepared to share? Well, you know, um, back. (laughs) I love that question. (laughs) Back when I was 20, I applied for Wheel of Fortune and um, my friends thought I was mad at the time, but I just found that these puzzles come to me really, really easily. And they all paid me out because, you know. It was daggy. Young girls old Wheel of Fortune. That was for the old people. My (laughs) mum went on Wheel of Fortune way back in probably the 80s with Ernie Sigley. 
And um, I went, oh, my God, I want to be on that show one day. So, yeah, I applied. And the first time I um, applied, they had 10 half-finished puzzles and I got 10 out of 10. And I didn't oh. get anything from them. And I'm like, come on, maybe you were too smart. <laughs> That's <laughs> so possible I applied again Because it was filmed in Adelaide then. Applied again and I got 8 out of 10. And then, uh, yeah, got a call a week later. Do you want to come on? So I went on Wheel of Fortune. Um, wow. Being the carryover champ for five days. Oh, my God. And won two major prizes. And um, just before I... What were the major prizes? Hang on. What were the major prizes first? Um, I, I won don't remember eight. Wheel of Fortune that much, that well. Good old John Burgess and Adriana Xanadis. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Now it's coming back to me. Yeah. Yes. Um, I won a uh, $4,000 set of golf clubs. Didn't play yes. golf. So I sold them. Um, but I won a $4,000 white goods package from Hoover. Bless you, Hoover. You set up my home when I moved out. Oh, good on them. Yeah. And, but I just picked everything off the board that I needed to set myself up for going, for moving home, moving out of home. Oh, aren't you good? I would have gone holidays, um, food. I did get a holiday. I won a holiday to Caloundra <laughs> and from Adelaide back right, then. Yeah. Like, we're talking 1990 something here uh, and also young girl like I mean just going away on a holiday anyway is pretty cool oh but it was by bus oh no <laughs> I didn't know oh, that no. see on Wheel of Fortune just so you know when you're up there choosing your prizes you just choose from this list on a blackboard and right. I'm like oh I'll have the Queensland holiday please and then they're like congratulations you're and there's the picture of the Greyhound bus. I'm like, oh, it took two days to get home on the way home. Oh, anyway, dear. we had fun. It's all part of the adventure. Not un- yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Maybe <laughs> that's where you got your initial t- thirst for travel from. Who knows? The old Greyhound bus. I remember going up to Canberra on a Greyhound bus to go and see a Picasso mi- mi- um, exhibition at the National Gallery. I just remember it so well. I don't think – I hate buses. They make me feel quite sick. All right, so now we get to the fun bits. So on your phone, what are your two most useful apps outside of what you've just told me? So we've removed Slack and you're not allowed to have social media or um, bank. I'm, I'm putting you on the on the line now because you'll have some interesting ones, I reckon. So no social media, no email, no banking, and you've already told us about Slack. So what are your other favourites? Canva. <sighs> Yes, it's I, a, love I don't do any Canva on my desktop Canva. hardly. If you haven't used Canva, you need to go check it out. So I use the desktop Amazing. version every day. Do love you? It. I only do it on my phone. Design. Sorry? I only do it on my phone. I hardly ever do ah, anything on the laptop. I'm too impatient to do it all on my phone. <laughs> it's so easy because yeah, all my photos is. are in there and I can just drop all the yeah, photos in. Yeah, and... so they've got a lot of pre-designed templates that you can just yes. pop in your photo, change the text, and it's great for creating social media um, images. And, and, and they've so gone forth. so much further than that now because they've got brochures and pamphlets and book covers and it's well, amazing. Funny you should say that. <laughs> Our magazine, we did. Oh, you just got to talk to me about the magazine as well. Yeah, so we just launched Mama, which is our pregnancy, birth and beyond magazine, 100 pages of amazingness for new mums. Um, That launched at the start of August. But I designed all that in Canva. Wow. Do you believe it? Have you seen the magazine? You know what? I can't believe that you just said I designed it all. I would have thought you'd give that to somebody else to do. But you love getting into it. I love design. I love all the creative side of things. So Jenna, my head commercial writer, she bless her that was her baby she pulled all the content together and then wow. I put put the did you get together. loads of contributors 
Uh, well, we used a lot. We wrote some bespoke content, but we also pull content that we've got already on Mum Central, like some of our best stories. Yeah, and then we fantastic. had advertisers put advertising in as well, um, just to Perfect. kind of cover. cover and is it going to be a monthly, bi-monthly, annual? What is it? Quarterly. Woo. Yeah, yeah. But we're actually just um, cr- pulling together our Christmas magazine called Noel. Yes. Um, and oh, yeah, that's going to launch on the 1st of November. So, oh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, if anyone's listening. The, the modern mum's guide to Christmas. Well, if anyone's listening and they have um, gifts that would be great for mums or um, anything that they can help around mums, I assume you're taking contributions, are you? Absolutely, yeah. So especially around gift ideas and decorating and food and all sorts. So. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so Canva, have we got another one? Canva, yep, another one. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Um Sorry. Oh, because you haven't got your phone there to have a look, have you? Well, no, no I don't. Um, no, I would make it much easier. Oh, I've got one. What? Because I love to shop online. Yeah. And I love, I'm a bit of a tight-ass shopper, right? So catch I love to the day. Money. Is it ca- Catch yeah. or Scoupon or Groupon? It's called Cash Rewards. Oh. Have you heard of Cash Rewards? No. Oh, let me tell you about Cash Rewards. Okay, so it's free to join. Yeah. Um, and essentially what happens is you... There's a cash rewards app on your phone. If you go to the app and search in there, you can shop all of the main retailers on there. And each time you shop through the app, it gives you a kickback. So um, it can be 5%, 10%, up to, I think up up to 80% on some sites. Was this launched about 10 years ago? Yeah, probably. I've yeah, been I think I vaguely remember now. hearing about it when it first came out and it's still going, obviously. Yeah, it's doing really well. There's others that have popped up, like Shop Back is another one. Um, right. But I like Cash Rewards. Now, um, the other thing with it is you can put a little in, um, a plug, uh, what do you call it, like an extension on your Chrome plugin. Yeah. And so when you're on a, say I go to oh, um, no. Catch of the Day, it'll yeah. go, oh, look, you can get 10, um, 7% cash back. So you say activate and then you continue shopping on that same browser. And when it's processed, it says, ding, ding, you just earned $13.50. And is it real money? Like does it go into your bank account? So each each, um, retailer has a different like um, settling period. But, yeah, yeah, it goes into your account and you can save. And then I save it till Christmas. And then I think last time I pulled out 180 bucks or something. Um, nice. So, yeah, it just depends on how often you use it. Half the time I forget to activate, activate it on my mobile. I shop on my mobile a lot. So just do yeah. it. But all your big retailers like Meyer and David Jones. All those all those old dinosaurs that won't be around very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like most stores, most of your bigger retailers have it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, it sounds fantastic. All right. Now, do you play on your phone as well? Uh, do you have games? I used to actually have games on my phone. Um, so when I was on the plane and I was bored, yeah. I used, I'd travel a lot. Um, and I just felt like a bit of like switching off from work. Um, yeah, I like the um, the Candy Crush or the yes. word, oh, the word um, what's it called? Word with Friends. Yeah, that's the one. Or there's another one where you got to... You've got to put in the missing letters. Oh, I can't. It's is it word, word, is it word crush? I, candy crush just threw up something at me this oh, week okay. saying, oh, you might like this one. And I was like, oh, it's like candy crush, but it's words, which I oh, love. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, but my kids have started playing a game and I actually enjoy that more. It's a, like a brain games game. And oh, it's yeah. like 
really outside. You've got to think outside the box on how to solve the puzzles. Uh, so I like. Yeah, I love all those kind of wordy, puzzly things yeah. as well. I mean, not that we're not all busy, but some women, when I speak to them, go, "No, no, I took all the games off, or I never do games." And I'm uh, like, "Oh, I love. I've definitely loved them." I do find it's only when I'm on the on the uh, plane it's, it's, it's with no internet. <laughs> Sitting in the departure lounge for half an hour, an hour, you know, it's a good thing to do then too. Yeah, yeah. otherwise wow. I can find myself caught up in the um, world of social media and Mum Central. And But, you know, at the end of the day, um, I love what I do. It's, you know, I it love show, it. It shines through. Such an impact on women. And I guess my whole philosophy is if I want them to walk away richer than they were before they came each day. And if that's just to make them smile when their day's been pretty crap, then we've done a good thing. You have. You are an absolute inspiration. Honestly, Belinda, thank you so much for this wonderful interview. It was just great. And I think people will learn heaps and they will certainly, like me, admire you so much. And it really, your love of it just shines through. It's just great to talk to you. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Jules. My pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'stheboss.com.au.